Welcome back to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. My name again is Pastor Todd Walker. We've been doing this series of podcasts called Sermon Extras, and we'd like to continue that today as we look at the end of chapter 4 of Colossians. This past Sunday we were able to finish the book of Colossians, and so this will be our last sermon extra on the book of Colossians. On Sunday we talked about three different points as we found it from the end of Colossians, and they were this. Number one, how important it is to honor other people. We looked at that. We also looked at point number two, which is being mature in the Christian life for Christ's sake. And number three, we looked at what Paul says, remember my chains, and we talked about having the right perspective in the Christian life. But it's the second point that I want to draw our attention to even more today as we dive into this a little deeper. It's this idea of maturity. Um, This other day, my wife and I were able to go out to a restaurant as part of a date. Janine and I don't get a lot of opportunities to do that, so it was a privilege to do that. And we went to this restaurant as part of our date just to get some coffee and share a pastry. And we were put between these two sets of people. And I'm a natural observer. I like to observe people and their behavior. I like to observe culture. I think I get that from my dad. Um, But on on one side of us, on the left, my left, was an older gentleman, a senior citizen. He was there by himself. He had a newspaper or an article with him, and he was just enjoying his pastry and coffee and seemed very content to do so. So that was on the left side of myself. On the right side, we had this table full of teenagers and young adults. And they were all giggling about and showing each other things on their phone and playing games and doing funny apps. And so I had these two interesting sides of people next to me, on both sides of me. And it gave me an interesting perspective uh, because I had been thinking about Colossians and this idea of maturity. And my goal today is not to say one is bad and one is good, but just to give us an interesting perspective today of maturity, because I was found myself physically in between the two sets of people there at the restaurant, but I'm also kind of right in the middle of these two people in my own age. I'm nearing 40, and so I'm no longer a teenager or a young adult, of course, but I'm also not where this older gentleman is yet, so I'm right in the middle. But I observed these two different groups of people. The older gentleman, like I said, was very content to be by himself. I told Janine that sometimes when I see uh, people sitting alone at a restaurant, it just makes me feel lonely for them. I don't know why that is. So I even had that feeling as I looked at this gentleman for a while that he might have been lonely. And I felt bad for that for a minute. But then as I observed him, he didn't seem to be lonely at all. He seemed very content to just sit in peace and quiet and enjoy his coffee and read his article. And then as I gazed over to the table of young adults, they were, like I said before, just having a ball loving life, um, doing funny pictures and things like that. And I'm going to be honest, I, I, <laughs> I found it a little obnoxious just because they were being so loud near us and we were trying to have a peaceful conversation together. But again, they were acting perfectly according to their age. And so was the older man. And that's kind of the point. As I was looking at this idea of maturity, thinking about maturity going, there's this idea of maturity even in the Christian life. That as we grow in knowledge, the Lord expects us to grow in our behavior as well, to this idea of maturity. And this guy Epaphras in chapter 4 of Colossians, Paul honors him, and he tells the Colossians that Epaphras is struggling in his prayers for the Colossians. And the way that he's praying for the Colossians is that they become mature, and that they always know and do the will of God. And I found that interesting, that that's how Epaphras is praying for the Colossians. 
that the Colossians would become mature. They would stop being childish. They would grow up. They would become mature uh, followers and devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And again, that had that idea of those two groups of people in my mind. The teenagers act like teenagers, and there's nothing wrong with that, necessarily. They, that's what you'd expect them to act like, to giggle and to play with their phones and to just be rambunctious together. And the older gentleman, I guess that makes sense, too. He was just, I don't know if he had a wife or, or if she had passed on or whatever, but he was just so content to just be out and to just sit by himself and enjoy a pastry and read an article. And that made sense. I guess if you reversed the scenes there and the young adults were sitting there all quietly and just staring at an article and no one was talking or laughing, that would have been very strange. And it also would have been very strange to see the old man uh, giggling and laughing at his phone and doing funny pictures. And even though that's a funny illustration, it's, it's kind of the point here that Epaphras is struggling on the behalf of the Colossians so that they grow up. Because when you're a child, it makes sense to act like a child. But as you grow up, not only physically, but also spiritually, you're expected to be mature. And this theme and this thread has kind of made its way through the entire book of Colossians. Even when chapter 3, where Paul says to set our minds on things above and no longer on things of the earth, really what he's telling us is to be mature. To set our mind and our sights on something better and something different. And as you remember through the entire book of Colossians, Paul is highlighting the importance and the treasure of Jesus Christ and trying to get our minds to wrap around his how valuable and how worthwhile Jesus is. And again, it's the idea of maturity, that you and I, for a time, live for the world because we don't know any better. We, f we follow the pattern of this world, we look at what everybody else is doing, and we just pattern our life that way. And I thought about this the other day. It's like, as soon as a new app comes out or a new piece of technology comes out, everybody races to get it, at least from my perspective. And it seems like nobody asks any questions. It's just like whatever the world does is what we need to do. Uh, yesterday, I had the privilege to go to Keystone College, and we had this thing called Club Rush. Janine and I have a ministry to this campus that we're trying to teach the gospel to the dark campus there. And... While we were at this club rush, it was full of young adults. Again, this isn't a sinful thing. It's just what it is. Uh, while we were there handing out uh, information about our ministry, uh, this, this place was packed with young adults. And there was a DJ, and he was playing all kinds of today's music. And during that scene, all of a sudden, a dance party broke out. And there were like uh, 20 to 30 young adults, apparently choreographed uh, a dance, and they were doing it all together perfectly in unison. And I just noticed that going, you know, no one asked any questions. No one asked if we should do a dance party. No one asked if this was a mature thing to do. They just did it. But again, it makes sense for them because they're young adults. They don't know better. They don't know that there's a proper time for things and, and a, a non-proper time for things. Whether that was or wasn't, I'm not saying that. But it had me thinking about this. Where's our mindset today? What do we want today? Where are we aiming at today? Is it childish behavior or what the world is after? Because according to Colossians, Paul wants us to take our minds off of those kinds of things and set them on heavenly things. And it seems like even Paul is saying it's time to grow up. It's time to put the childish things away. 
when you were a child, it makes sense that you acted like a child. But now that you're growing up in Christianity, and myself is the perfect example of this, uh, I have known about Christ ever since I was very, very young. I came to Christ, I believe, when I was around age five. But my testimony, I didn't really start following the Lord till I was around age 26, unfortunately. So even since then, I've had about 12 years of walking with Christ. And I hope, I trust, that I'm even more mature today than I was at that initial uh, impact of Christ at 26 when I started to follow him. Because I've learned more. I've learned more what it means to value Christ. I've learned more what it means to put aside the things of the world. And I hope I'm a more mature individual. And that's really what Epaphras is struggling for and Paul is struggling for is that the Colossians would get to that level. We're not really talking about sinful things here, although I believe living childish, when you have the right knowledge, is sin. We're really just talking about living for greater and better things. We're, we're talking once again about treasure. That when you and I continue to live like the pattern of the world, when we have the knowledge of Christ and things of heaven, it's very childish. And we don't really get an excuse for that. When we were younger and we didn't know enough, and maybe if you're young in the faith, you're still learning, um, you get a lot more grace because of that. But if you're like myself and you've been walking with Christ for a while now, you don't get an excuse to live childish anymore. I use this example on Sunday about uh, myself with my five children. I like to play with my children for their sake. I like to do the things that they enjoy. I like to play their video games and I like to play with their toys and I like to do silly things that would, on my own, be ridiculous. But I do it for their sake because they're children and they, that's what they enjoy. And they don't enjoy adult things yet because my oldest is just six years old. And it makes sense that he enjoys childish things. But my illustration on Sunday is I, I shouldn't enjoy those type of things if it wasn't for my children's sake. It doesn't make any sense for, for myself to watch and sing and dance to the Wiggles. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense for me to sit down and play with little kids' toys by myself. That's just ridiculous. But that's kind of the illustration here, is that when Paul says, set your mind on things above, and that Epaphras prays for the Colossians to become mature in the will of God, it's time to grow up. It's time to put away the world and the pattern of the world and live for what's best. Because there is an eternity coming quickly. And it will be the great separator. For those who live childish and live for the world, they get exactly what they planted. They reap what they planted, which is sin and death and things like that. But for Christians, we get to plant different stuff. We get to plant better seeds, and therefore we get to reap a better crop. And a better crop we get to reap is those things that matter to Jesus Christ, because that's what maturity is. And I want us to think about that because I want us to start asking questions, I guess. I want us to, when we watch media and when we you know, walk around with the world and, and live amongst the world, which we have to, we're not supposed to separate from the world physically, we need to ask questions. We need to ask ourselves, is this what I should be doing? Is this what I should be loving? Are these the types of things I should be chasing and spending my time on? And I don't think we ask enough questions. As soon as a new app comes out and a new uh, TV show comes out and a new movie comes out, we all race to it because that's what the world does. But Christians need to ask better questions. They need to say, wait a minute, is this worth my time? Is this going to edify me? Is this going to bless anybody else? Is this going to help me live for Christ? Those type of questions will get you to ask 
more mature questions and therefore act more maturely. And I know that's difficult because we live in a world that has no knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so if we go the other way, it's very against the grain. But even that is a step of maturity. Even if you're willing to go against the grain in this world, it shows that you're mature. Because you don't want the things that the world wants. And you don't want them because you know better. You know they don't satisfy. You know they're not about what God desires. You know you're not going to take them into eternity. And before you knew that, all that stuff, it made sense again to live for those things. But now that you've learned better, it's ridiculous to live for those things. And I'm speaking to myself as well, because I fall into this trap sometimes. I see the lure and the luster of a new piece of technology, or a new movie or TV show or something like that, or new music. But we need to ask better questions, and we need to live better and higher than this world does. And it's not to, to knock down them in a mean way or anything like that or to act all prideful and pious. It's just to live according to the knowledge that we have that this time on this earth is brief. And the things of this world are going away. They fade. They spoil. They don't come with us to the other side. So why would we be giving huge chunks of our lives to things that simply do not matter? It's childish. It just is, and we need to put that stuff away. And I feel like the devil is doing everything he can today to turn us the other way. Because I've worked with young adults for 10 years now, and I can see through those 10 years that young adults are more immature than they ever have been before. When I was a young child, I used to look up to college students because they acted so much like adults. It was such a grown-up thing in my mind to be a college student. It was like, wow, you know, when I get to college, I'm such an adult. And when I got to college, it didn't feel that way. <laughs> it still felt like I was a teenager. And then, you know, I got into ministry with young adults, and that even increased. Now the teenagers, or now, excuse me, now the young adults into their 20s, mid-20s, and even late 20s and 30s were still acting like teenagers. And that's a problem. Because the devil is making us all live for childish things because he knows that if we live mature, that we're going to invest and we're going to honor the Lord and we're going to set up treasures on the other side and he doesn't want us to do that. So what he needs to do is he needs to extend immaturity, extend childish behavior and extend adolescence so that you and I live for the pattern of this world longer and longer and longer and maybe never grow up. But Paul and Epaphras want better things for themselves and they want better things for the Colossians and they want better things for us. That if you and I had the proper perspective that God has now, we would go, of course I shouldn't live for the things of this world. Of course I shouldn't. Those things are sinful. Those things don't honor Christ. Those things don't bless other people. Those things don't help me grow up in the Christian faith. Those things aren't coming to me, coming with me to eternity. But it's like now we always, we forget. We forget that a lot. We've been trained to think that way on Sundays and, and when we go into scripture, but then we go back to the world and it's almost like we can't help ourselves to have what they have, to chase what they chase, to do what they do. And we need to set our minds on higher and better things. And that's really the whole point. That when we set our mind on things above, we will then chase things above and secure things above. And the things above will not spoil, will not fade 
God will be honored by those things, and we will be blessed forevermore. But no one is blessed when we live childish. No one is blessed when we pattern our lives after the world. Nobody. Not God and not us. And not other people. And that's really my own only point today, is that you and I need to chase the things of Christ. And if you're new in the faith, again, there's, there's grace for you to be able to mature because maturation is a process. We understand that. No one just blinks and all of a sudden they become mature. But day by day, you and I should learn how to put away childish things. And right now, when you live childish and you live for the world, you have a lot of friends. So it doesn't seem childish when you chase the things of the world because so many people are doing it. But if you had the perspective of the saints that came before you and the, and the people in heaven and Christ himself and Paul and what he lived for, boy, the things that we live for would seem very, very childish. And it's my job as a pastor to take my people to higher thinking and higher doing and for myself to pattern that in my own life. And I need to think about this today. I need to start by asking questions of things that the world does and go, is that for me? Is that for me? Is that going to help me? Is that something that God wants a part of my life? And Paul wanted us to ask better questions too. He even told us this once in the New Testament. To not ask, is it lawful? That's not a good enough question. But is it edifying? Does it build up? Does it strengthen? To ask the question, is it lawful, almost means that you're just trying to get away with things. You're just trying to do what isn't sinful, and that's not good enough. Paul says we need to ask the question, is it edifying? Does it strengthen? Does it build up? Does it please Christ? Wow, if we ask that question of everything in our life, we would do much more mature things. So I pray that you'll think about this today and look at your life and look at the questions that you ask and the things that you chase and the chunks of time that you spend time on and go, does this matter for eternity? Does this matter for Jesus Christ? Because that's why we're here. Our true life isn't on this earth. Our true life is in heaven. And we need to act like citizens of heaven today and live for mature things. So pray for those things in your life. Seek out the better things in your life. Make your company of the people you spend time with, people who chase better things. And just naturally, you'll all chase better things together. And do it for Christ's sake, because he is treasure. He has been worthy of everything we've given up to this point and anything we give beyond this point. And we must remember from the book of Colossians that he is the treasure of treasures. And anything we do for Jesus will last into eternity forever and ever. Once again, I do thank you for listening.